Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast Lean Six Sigma Bursts are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. And just give you some comments around the concept around value-added and non-value-added and non-value-added but required. So I got an appointment pretty easily. I'm not going to go through the front end of registration, but it actually went pretty smoothly. I had an appointment for 9 o'clock. said on my app it'd take about 15 minutes to get there, so I left about 30 minutes before my appointment. And I drove to the convention center. Didn't get the exact times, but let's say I got there maybe in 18 minutes. So I arrived near the convention center. I actually passed close to uh, what I thought was the convention center. And I saw people outside and I saw signs that said something about COVID. So I mistakenly thought that was my entrance and I was actually uh, wrong about that. I'll tell you, I'll talk about that. So it wasn't really clear where I was supposed to park. So I just kind of went to the nearest parking area and pulled in there. But there really, again, wasn't really a sign to say, you know, people coming for COVID testing should park here. So that would have helped a lot. So then I started to go over to the pay area and a lady was there already trying to enter in her license number and she didn't know her license number so she went over to check hers and I went up to the screen and saw that I needed my license as well so I was went back to get mine and she came in and I waited for her to finish and then when I walked to the screen someone else walked by me and said you don't have to pay it's Sunday I didn't see that anywhere in fact it looked like it was had this parking sign up and everything was working and didn't have any notice on there. That was unclear, but I wasted a couple minutes there. Okay, so I walked over to this entrance that I had passed by when I was driving. Where I'm at, there's two large buildings there, um, and so they look similar, and then this, I'm new to this area, so um, I got confused, I guess, of which building I was going to but I saw people walking into that one. So that's why I walked up towards there. And then you get up close and they verify that if you're in the right spot. And they said, nope, you're on the wrong thing. You need to walk over to this building. They rattle off some street names. I'm new here, so just point me in the right direction and I'll probably be able to figure it out. Then I started walking and then I started walking to the other building. Well, it was on the other side of this very large building. I probably wasted a good six or seven minutes there. That was the exact location. My GPS had taken me down the street, which was one entrance, but it was on the completely opposite ends. I didn't see any instructions when I got my confirmation about where I needed to go in the building. And I think for a large building like that, you should have some guidance around where to park and where to enter so that people kind of know that because you could go on the total opposite end. So I walked down to the building entrance finally. This is probably about two minutes after nine. So I'm now I'm technically two minutes late. Not a lot of people, so that was good. I walked right through the security, went up a couple of stairs. Everything's running pretty smooth. Somebody asked me about whether I had an appointment and what my customer ID number was. Well, I didn't see any sign that said, you know, we're gonna check your ID numbers, have it ready to go. So I just put my phone away and then I realized that they were asking for that. So I had to pull back my phone and open it up and then find the customer ID number. Not really sure why they asked that because later on they, they'll ask for it again and they asked if I had an appointment or not. So not really sure the purpose of that check. So there was, just a, there was a lot of people there, which is great. 
but also looked like a little excessive number of people, at least for the number of signups for that day. And then I walked a little bit further. There's been a lot of walking so far, if you haven't realized. And even inside of the building, you walk quite a ways and then go up to a, the top concourse and then you walk across quite a ways. So they're kind of prepared for thousands and thousands of people at once. And there's really only dozens of people at this time. So it seemed like there's a lot of walking for this situation. Maybe this is unusual. Anyways, so I spent a lot more time. So probably it took a couple minutes to get through in the building and get upstairs. Walk right up. There's an open table. Walk right in there. Sat down. They asked me some information about my name and my ID number and asked if I had an appointment or not. person administering the shot just had me roll up my sleeves and I actually wore a terrible shirt, a long sleeve tight shirt that was hard to roll up. So I didn't even think about that. I guess that would have been nice as a reminder to say wear something loose. Totally wrong, wore the wrong type of shirt. And I should have thought through that a little bit myself as well. So then the actual shot itself was super quick. He just walked up and said, relax your arm, and then he squeezed my arm and pop. I'd say even less than a second it took. And then placed a Band-Aid on it and said, okay, here's your next testing window. Try to pick at this date within four days of that testing date. Um, that's the first time I really had gotten any information about when my second date was. I had looked that up on my own because I have some upcoming travel and I wanted to see when I might have to have that second shot, how specific it was. And I did read that it said you have up to 42 days to have that second shot, but they didn't say that. So I, I clarified with that with them and I asked if is that really true that I have up to 42 days. And they say, yeah, we just encourage people to stay close to the, just to not push it too close to the upper spec limit, if you want to call it that. So I think that would have been nice to see, like, hey, heads up, if you pick this date, we're going to expect you to come back here and here on these possible dates. That should be part of your consideration for the first test. Anyways, I think I'll be fine there, but it, that was shouldn't have been the first time people hear about the second shot date when they're getting their first shot taken. Then you go to a resting area. So again, a little bit more walking down there. So now that'll probably take about two or three minutes in total. I walk over there. I didn't really know what time my resting time started. I mean, I remember looking up, I think it was eight minutes after nine. So, so far it's only been about five or six minutes when that's good. So I did see that there was a clock on the wall, but there was no sign and I wasn't told how long I was supposed to wait. I think I heard 15 minutes from other people, but that was not specified. So I don't know if that's just recommendation or even required if I could have just kept walking. So I was a little vague. I thought they'd be a little, a sign of some sort that said 15 minutes or 10 minutes or something. So I looked at my card and the card said that 9.04 was when the, I think when they started, when I sat down at the table. And it also said 15 minutes on the card. So I'm assuming that's what 15 minutes was. I went off 15 minutes off the 9.04. So I waited there till 9.19 and then I left. I thought maybe I'd have to show my card and that would tell me that I met the 15 minutes, but no one really checked for that seemed very optional and kind of left open for everyone to decide how long they wanted to stay there. So that was a little vague. There was also a program I found out about called VSafe, which was a program you could sign up for that you could get notifications about how you're doing and they could collect data on reactions and um, any complications you're having. But that wasn't really mentioned. I saw a couple signs up now that I think back on it, but I think it would have been nice for them to mention if that they are using this to collect data about 
how people are doing and how they're feeling. So I left the building and then it probably took me five or six minutes to walk to the other side of the building back to my car where I originally parked. And then, uh, so that's now it's 9.25. And then it took me about 15, 20 minutes or so to get home. So we'll say 15 minutes, I arrive home. So I left at around 8.30 and I got done at about 9.40. All the way from the time I left the house to when I arrived back at the house. So if you look at it from a lean perspective, we start with the total duration. What is the time from the start of when the process kicks in, which would be me leaving my house and go to this central location to the time I go home. That's from my perspective as a customer, that's what the duration of time was. And then we compare that to the actual time of value in that process. When I look at this, the value is I wanted a shot, right? The shot took less than a second to administer the actual process of the needle going into my arm. So if you look at it from that perspective, one second out of 70 minutes of total time or 4,200 4, seconds. So one divided by 4,200, you come up with 0.02% of that total time would be value added time. The interesting thing might be this 15 minutes of wait time. Is that considered value added or not? As a customer, I don't think it would be considered value added to me, but also because I didn't have any reaction, that could be why I don't find it value added. I'm curious how many people are finding value in that time. And if it's a very small percentage, we would wanna question the need for that inspection step or that wait time. So let's say that there was value in that, then I could say that, that 15 minutes plus one second or 901 seconds of value, that would be closer to 21% of the total time was value added. I would probably list it as non-value added but required where you have to do it just for safety reasons, but it doesn't actually add direct value to getting the vaccine. In situations like that, we would encourage you to try to minimize that. So in my head, I was thinking, I wonder if 15 minutes is the right amount of time. How many, when do the reactions actually take place? Is it within the first couple minutes? Is it around the 10 minute, 12 minute mark? Uh, or, or have we looked at the data? And maybe if you have to have that process, could it be reduced to seven minutes or eight minutes or five minutes instead of 15? So I always wanna to try to minimize anything that is required. So a few comments I made. Overall, it was, it was still a fine process. I think it, my, if my initial perspective would have been that it will take about an hour to do, from the time I leave the house to get back, I'd be pretty happy with that. But going through the process, there were some opportunities for sure on how to make that a little bit better. They definitely were prepared for a larger number. So maybe that's a an issue where they're overstaffed for the number of people or they didn't get enough people signed up. There was a communication problem with getting the word out that it's available. I am not in one of the you know high risk groups or priority groups. I'm in the very bottom of the list and I was able to get in and get an appointment. So to me that, that says that they've worked through a lot of the people or they've got capacity and they're just taking whoever will show up now. So there could be a, a problem somewhere else with having enough people signed up and they're not getting the word out very well. So that's just uh, an example. Again, not trying to be critical, just trying to highlight how I look at things from the lean perspective and that, again, the total time was a little over an hour, but really the value piece was about one second of time. And we always want to look at how can we make that a little easier for the customers. And we can cut out a lot of transportation and walking. There could be maybe smaller, maybe, you know, 15 minutes away. 
Maybe they could have smaller, more um, regional locations that are not quite as large and massive. I, I look at the having it at a convention center as a batching process, whereas you could have smaller batches if you had it in areas spread out throughout the, the city. And maybe they have those as well, but maybe they're setting it up for, you know, trying to get as many people through as possible. Don't know all the planning and research behind all that, but those are some of the things I noticed and observed. Be curious to see if you have any similar experiences you'd like to share or like to comment on my experience. Let me know. Thanks. Want to better organize your work area or bring 5S methods into your organization? Check out the 5S guide from Creative Safety Supply. You also get three free bonuses. Bonus number one, free 5S poster. Bonus number two, free 5S PowerPoint. And bonus number three, free 5S audit card. Go to leansigsigmaforgood.com slash 5S for the free downloads. They also provide floor tape markings, labels, signs, foam tool organizers, red tags, label printers, and other organization tools. Make sure you use code BPI at checkout to save 10%.